Hello and welcome to the first in a series of Conversations with Clearbell, your UK real estate specialist. This is a brand new monthly podcast bringing you bite-sized conversation, insight and opinion from on-the-ground leading experts. I'm Iona and I work in the Investor Relations and Communications team here at Clearbell. To kick off the launch of our podcast, I am going to pass over to our senior partner, Manish Chande, and our head of research, Darren Yates. With the Bank of England raising interest rates to 0.75%, Manish and Darren will discuss their views on the impact this might have on the real estate industry and wider market. So over to you, Manish and Darren. Welcome and thank you for um, for joining us today. Um, so, Darren, the Bank of England have put up interest rates um, a few weeks ago up to 0.75. And there's a concern that interest rates will continue to rise given the inflationary environment we find ourselves in. So what's your general thoughts about that in terms of that backdrop? Um, and in particular, where in due course, we'll talk about the impact it might have on property. Hi, Manish, and uh, thanks for inviting me here today to have a, a chat with you about uh, everything that's going on at the moment, including the interest rate question, which is a, a very interesting one. And clearly, we're in um, a trend of rising interest rates. But I think it's probably worth pointing out that all the issues that we're seeing today, including the interest rate question, they're not unique to the UK. Um, interest rates are rising uh, around the world, you know, North America, uh, the rest of Europe, uh, Asia Pac, and pretty much everywhere in response to that uh, rising inflation. So it's not particularly good news, I don't think. Um, but our view would be that for the UK, certainly, we'll probably see another couple of interest rate, rate rises this year. Um, but obviously, it all depends on where inflation is going. And I think the consensus view on that is that uh, we'll probably edge a bit higher, uh, perhaps peaking at around eight and a half, nine percent later this year. But the consensus still seems to be that um, inflation is going to fall back to the Bank of England's target of around two percent, uh, probably by the end of next year. So we don't really see interest rates rising much above um, probably around two percent. Um, Darren, that's that's helpful. Thank you. Um, but we have to overlay with that the conflict that's now occurring in Ukraine. And that's something that we hadn't bargained for some months ago. Having just got over the COVID aspect, we now have this potential further event. What impact do you think that's going to have on interest rates? I think the conflict in Ukraine uh, could potentially have uh, quite a serious impact, although it depends on really how long it goes on for and whether the conflict uh, becomes more serious and widespread. Um, one thing I would say, though, is that um, this is all happening before the conflict. I think, if anything, it's going to exacerbate uh, price rises in areas like uh, oil and gas, for example, which we, we've already seen, although oil and gas prices have, have really uh, stabilised, I think, now. Um, one area where you might see an impact is on foodstuffs. So we've already seen the price of wheat uh, go a lot higher. Um, also, the price of fertiliser. It's worth bearing in mind that together, Russia and Ukraine um, generate or, or export about 25 to 30% 
uh, of the world's wheat crop. So for those countries in uh, North Africa, Middle East, for example, which are, uh, where bread is a real staple of their diet, um, you could see some real instability there because prices have gone so high. Uh, in terms of the UK, I suspect the impact is, is just going to be adding to the, the, the issues we've already got. Thanks, you, Darren. That's that's a helpful summary. But let me can I just bring something else onto the equation, if I may? And that is that there has been quite a lot of talk um, in amongst a number of commentators about stagflation. So I think the first thing, and maybe worth just explaining what we mean by stagflation, and then secondly, do we think that we're going to have a sustained period of stagflation? I'm not sure what the exact uh, definition of stagflation is. With recessions, you can define it as two successive quarters of, of negative growth. I think by stagflation, people are re- really referring back to the 1970s, where you had several years of very high inflation. So, for example, in 1975, uh, RPI hit 25%, and you had a, at least two or three years of very, very weak growth. I don't think we're in that kind of territory uh, yet for the UK, I suspect we'll see a shorter period of weaker growth and higher inflation. Um, but I don't think uh, top end of inflation that we will see will be anything like we saw uh, in, in the 1970s. I suspect we'll top out at around 8 or 9% uh, this year, and thereafter it will fall back uh, pretty much close to the Bank of England's target. Thank you, um, Darren. That, that's helpful summary. So let me just pause there a second. That was just talking generally about the macro. Let's bring it back to um, our own sector and our own industry. And talking about interest rates, um, Darren, um, what do you think the impact's going to be, first of all, on the commercial real estate market? Well, if, as we think, interest rates uh, top out at around 2% uh, towards the end of next year, we think there's still um, a decent gap between property yields uh, and and rates at which people borrow. So I think short term, we don't envisage uh, much of an adverse impact on commercial values. Obviously, it depends on Um, how aggressive the central bank is in terms of how they respond to inflation. Um, But like I said, uh, I don't think we're in the territory of of prolonged double-digit inflation. Uh, And and so the level to which they'll raise interest rates will be quite limited. And and then, therefore, if we then perhaps talk about um, residential property... Well, um, I think the good thing is about the UK residential market is that about 80% uh, of mortgages are fixed. So um, in terms of higher rates, I don't think will be uh, any immediate sort of adverse impact on on homeowners, where you might see more of an impact is on first-time buyers. I mean, clearly, it's going to make it more expensive uh, to get uh, on the housing ladder, um, but I, I suspect that the the immediate impact will be somewhat limited, given that most uh, homeowners, uh, most mortgage holders, are on a fixed rate. Yes, I think that is definitely going to have some some impact, if you like. I think going forward. So, given that's the backdrop, the macro, what we think about interest rates in terms of property, if one then looks at the market um, itself. Um, I think the first question really is what do we think the impact is on the market? But more importantly, maybe bringing it down to earth is 
what are the, some of the sectors that we think we'll do well and that we should bring into our investment strategy here at Clearbell? Well, uh, I think there are a number of sectors which are going to continue to do well, largely on the back of supply-demand imbalances. Um, I think industrial, uh, despite its very strong recent performance, that's still got some way to run. And I think we could easily see uh, rental growth this year topping out at 4 or 5% uh, for the strongest locations. I think similarly for offices, um, there's a degree of undersupply in, in parts of central London, certainly for the good quality stock, uh, and also in uh, some of our regional cities. So, for example, in, in Glasgow, Edinburgh, uh, Manchester, um, you've really got a limited amount of supply, new supply coming through. So we see prospects for rental growth there. And also, I think just to add to that comment on the office market, I suspect we'll see even more of a polarization between the, the best and the worst assets. So um, particularly for those buildings with strong green credentials. So for example, uh, Knight Frank have done some research, I think on about 2000 buildings over a 10 year period. And they've established that you can command uh, a rental premium of around 12% on the buildings which are, are BRIAM rated, um, have an outstanding BRIAM rating. So that's two areas where we see growth. Um, retail warehousing, uh, I suspect, will also continue to see uh, strong occupier demand. Uh, we know that um, retail warehouse rents are much more sustainable than, for example, in some of the bigger shopping centres. Uh, consumers still love the concept. Uh, they can't get enough of, of free parking. Um, you know, it's out of town, it's accessible. And I think it's one of the few retail sectors where you've, you've had um, retailers be, be able to trade sustainably uh, over recent years. So those are some of the areas that we see potential for further growth. Thank you, Darren. That's that's helpful. Um, I think, Darren, before we started this podcast, you said you wanted to ask me a couple of questions. So um, over to you. Really, Manish, it was just to um, try and tap into your four decades or so um, experience in property. And I just wondered how the current environment equates to some of the trickier times you've seen in the past, whether that's sort of the, the boom of the, the late 80s going into the 90s, where we had a, a serious recession, and perhaps sort of 2000, 2001, where I, I know the uh, the London market suffered greatly after the first dot-com boom and bust. So if you could tell me a bit about some of the uh, the downsides in, in your career, that would be really interesting for me. Um, yes, thank you, Darren. So, yes, I've been um, in the real estate profession um, just shy of um, 40 years. And during that time, have I think it's fair to say, experienced at least three um, booms and busts um, during that during that process, and the thing that one has to remember is a, a couple of things. I think first of all that whatever is going to come up in values will eventually come down. I mean, it's like the adverts you see on television, um, and definitely that is the experience. And therefore, a lot to do with property, particularly commercial property, is about knowing when. The, the ups are coming and when the downs are coming, you're never going to buy right at the top and you're never going to sell right at the bottom. But so long as you're in the right zone, if you like both going up and coming down, um, you will 
be able to create value in, uh, in, in property. That's number one. I think the second thing is also um, leverage, financial leverage um, is actually quite critical. So um, one of the areas that I think we've certainly experienced, and as you get older, you learn from your mistakes, is high financial leverage puts you in a very difficult place when the downturn happens, because what tends to then happen is that your debt providers slash the banks effectively become calling the shots. Um, and again, that's one of the reasons why at Clearbell, particularly in our discretionary value add funds, we've never taken significant leverage, financial leverage. Um, and when we did take that um, back in 2008, 2009, um, in one particular investment, we never actually had to put more capital in um, or have, there was no default from the banks in, in that time. So that's the second thing. I think the third thing, if I may, which is um, which is also worth saying, we've just started the conversation talking about interest rates at the beginning of this podcast. Well, I've, I'm used to seeing interest rates in double-digit numbers. Um, there was one very fam famous date when the United Kingdom left the European Monetary Union when interest rates started at around about 5% at the beginning of the day. And during the course of the day, interest rates went up to 15, 16%. And then by the end of the day, they came down. And that was because the then chancellor was using interest rates in order to help protect the pound, which was falling at that time. And at that moment in time, we left the European Monetary Union. And I always remember one famous advert that appeared in the newspapers the day after, and it was Volkswagen. And it was a picture of a Volkswagen, and it just showed the interest rates and the graph during the day at each hour. And then, then the message was very simple. If only everything in life was as reliable as Volkswagen. Um, and that actually gives you a good understanding of what happens to interest rates. So what we see today in terms of a rise, maybe I think, Darren, you suggested further rises during the course of the year. That doesn't worry me at all. Um, I think we're in a good place. The bond yields are still relatively low, and there is sufficient buffer there um, to protect our investments and also the opportunity to acquire further investments. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Clearbell. If you like this podcast, you can receive a notification on your device every time an episode is released by clicking the subscribe button. If you have a topic that you wish to be discussed or you want more information on a previous subject, you can email at conversations at clearbell.com. As I mentioned earlier, this is a monthly podcast. However, if you look on our channel, you will see an extra bonus episode for this month. So be sure to check that out too.